Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yes. And, wow, I'll tell you something. And do you rec- Jack recording as well? Did he press the button? Yes. Because he, su- he seems oh, yes, to yes. not yes. to know which button to press. Okay, Hannah, you, you, you can't keep on digging at Jack now. Um, yes, so we're just tr- trying to prepare the recording. But of course, uh, we should have done lots of uh, checks before Pat arrived. And now I'm all stressed out because Hannah's microphone wasn't plugged in. But then we figured it, 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 it out. <laughs> hey, um, is there any fucking processing on my... I need to figure... Is there any process... I hate no, my, no, there's no... A lot, I hate a lot of my neighbours, I'll be honest with you. Okay. That, that, there's, a, there's a couple that lives a few doors up. And boy, oh boy, have I ever wanted to punch a fucker in the face. What do you think, Pat, about this? This aggression and violence. With Dave... Yeah. Um, you see, I worked with him for years on the Savage Eye. <laughs> it's like constant. Okay, oh, yeah. Jack, let's, in, let, let's introduce the thing. Jesus Christ. Is he, is he... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to And That's Why We're Not Together, starring David McSavage, Hannah Andrews, with special guest Pat McDonald. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome to And That's Why We're Not Together and my princes on sound, Jack and Daniel. Someday this kingdom will be yours. There is no kingdom anyway. So Okay. Well, uh, no G- kingdom? Yeah, okay. We want to build a kingdom. There's a lot of anger in this studio, but I am very excited to have... Is, is there a process on my fucking camera, voice, microphone? There's no processing, no. Sounds like there is. Sounds like uh, there isn't. There's the me. process on I'm your very Looks like there isn't, but... Uh, okay, you know, is the video okay, Jack Daniel, whatever your name is? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm really actually thrilled to have Pat McDonald with me here... In uh, on and that's why we're not together. When I first came back from uh, where were we? Denmark, two thousand. 
I think I saw some videos that Pat McDonnell and uh, Joe Rooney had put up on YouTube or something like that. But I was always, I always thought Pat was one of the funniest people ever. And definitely without Pat the Savage Eye wouldn't have been as, you know, I'm not saying that it was, there was some good parts of it, a lot of fucking shite, but there was some very good parts. And Pat was instrumental in it being good. And because uh, basically I would defer to him constantly if, if something, because I trusted and, and I, I, there's very few people, well, I don't think, well, I don't even trust anybody comedically. Because certainly when you're doing uh, sketch shows, you, you never really fully know. But uh, Pat wrote a lot of sketches, and uh, so I'm very happy to be... <laughs> what? Although that was a long time ago. And you were also... Anyway, how are you, Pat? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for casting me in The Savage Eye all that time ago. And it's been great. Thanks very much, Dave. There was good and bad with The Savage Eye working on it. Oh, listen, I, I was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, I was like an animal. I was very unself-aware. But I, uh, I have a question. Did it really propelled your career, being Savage Eye? It propelled my career. I don't have much of a career. If you want to look at my bank balance, you wouldn't think I propelled <laughs> very much, really. But it was good. I'll tell you what, it, it nobody's didn't do much for me at the time. Hmm. Uh, I, at the time, like, really, there was, oh, Dave is brilliant. And, and that's rightly so. He was brilliant, but... At the time, I didn't get much out of it. It's only when it's gone now on TikTok and Instagram. But I didn't really I get, get recognition now. Yeah, we, we did get, we did, I think we got, um, we established our comedy credentials. Like people didn't think, not everyone thought we were complete shit. Because like, before that, people thought I was shit. <laughs> people still do think I'm shite. But that's okay. Well, just, um, I mean, you, you had tried a few different pilots. You've been trying, oh yes, knocking that's on right. the door for years. Yeah. You were on, you were going to be on Naked Camera. Oh, that's right. Naked Camera is like nearly 20 years old, but you were in the pilot. I have the pilot at home and we got green lit for a series. And then Dave told the production team to fuck off <laughs> and to rang me and said, you were up, the, you were in Uri or somewhere that night and you were all upset. And I was really upset because we had no show then. Because no, I didn't. There was one guy on the production team who was a fucking moron and he just gave me the shits. This guy, and, I, and and the way he looked at you, you know, one of those happy dubs who thinks he knows what funny is. And you know what I mean? It's only a fucking laugh, you know? Fucking take a shot in an elevator. What? <laughs> you know, and then and then we'd come up with, I'd come up with an idea and be like, he wouldn't say that, but it was implicit in how he behaved. A fucking moron of monumental proportions. But, you know, I'm over it now. But anyway, um, yeah. I did no, and also I didn't like the whole premise of hidden camera. I thought it was a bit shite, you know, just kind of like okay, oh well, no, actually it's a joke. But the way PJ Gallagher did it and you did it, you kind of created and characters. And Maeve Higgins, yeah, where's Maeve now? She's in New York. Yeah, we never got on. Me and Maeve Higgins. Yeah, from the very moment we met. I, I I saw her the first time in the International Comedy Club and uh, I think it was uh, she'd only just started and, and stupidly I, I said I gave her some advice comedically I, I said oh yeah you know you should something 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 and I might as well have hit her over the head with a hurley with a hurl yeah so from that moment on didn't we didn't like each other yeah I know but you did. And then you dropped out. So we got, you know, obviously PJ came in. Well, oh, that's right. Good. Yeah. But I had no idea you could do characters. I had no idea you could act. Yeah. You didn't act in the pilot, really. It was just you going around town. 
yeah, with signs yeah. and talking to people. You did that one on the train that was actually in the show where you protect, you were the uh, train driver and you read a poem oh, right. over the intercom. Right, thing. right, right. Yeah. And but, then when you came, then you did a few more pilots and I had no idea you were that good. And then you did Headwreckers and that was, you were very good in that. Well, you see, yeah, that's right. We did, we did Headwreckers. Were you in Headwreckers? No. Okay. And then we did, um, I did Oh No, It's Mac Savage, which was awful. Then we did Headwreckers, which got onto Channel 4, I think. Yeah. Uh, there was a pilot. And then we did a, a pilot for the, the Savage Eye called Funny Haha. And there was a few other uh, comedians who submitted stuff and then we got the green light and, and got to make a series. Yeah. And, and the, the thing was, Savage Eye wasn't that popular at the time. Like, it didn't get massive well, ratings. Well, it, it still isn't popular. Uh, well, it's more oh, popular because of online, because uh, it's oh, all yeah. chopped up. Yeah, right. And all the really bad sketches aren't ever are right, just right. disappeared. And all the interviews of people like John Waters, you, who wouldn't get in television now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because they what, had what? it on the player, the RT player. You couldn't, what do you mean you couldn't get it on? You know, I mean... John Waters wouldn't be maybe oh, mainstream uh, television. Oh, I, 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 I see what you're say, saying. Yeah, yeah. And he was on it, and lots of people like that. You know, Owen Harris, and so uh, it was on the player. And it was doing is Owen Harris still around? Down. Ah, yeah. All oh, right. Mm. But so it's more popular now than it was then. I think. I'm constantly people are saying one guard or two guard to Oh me yeah, yeah, yeah. That and maybe became a cult. That's something hard to achieve. So Hannah's just back from um, holiday. Do you have a nice time? I did have a nice time. <laughs> I tried surfing. My whole body is really sore. Oh, did you did you get me a present? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got you a present. No way. This is so exciting. Where did you um, get this from? I got it in a little shop. It looks like South American shop, but it was run by a woman from India. What's that? Oh, that's that's also a shell from Algar. Jesus Christ! Sorry about that. It's like a real, real shell. Do you like it? Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, look at this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what people do with presents. They look at their. <laughs> is that really for him? Shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Would you use that, Dave? No, I don't know. Okay. I, it, it looked better over the over the phone. Anna, that's very nice. Thank you, Hannah. That's beautiful. Thank you, Anna. It's the thought. It's, it, 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 I don't know if it is. Okay, so we're, we're doing a very quick potted history, uh, you know, of, of all the Savage Eyes stuff. But yes, um, uh, yeah, I found the, the whole thing, you know, very stressful. Yeah, you I, did. And you made us very stressed. Yeah, yeah. Because on day one, you had a go at me. <laughs> we were doing the politicians and you started sneering at everything I said. Did and I, I felt really self-conscious. No. So I stopped speaking as a politician. No, I didn't. I hardly said anything oh after that. Oh, my God. Because you were so insecure. Yeah, and yeah. so you took all that insecurity and you took yeah. it and like a machine yeah. gun, you just fired it oh, around yeah, the room yeah. and had to go with everything. But the way, the way I thought, thought about it, well, definitely the way you carried yourself and most people was that, you know, um, it was all for the greater good of the of the of the. But you know, the I actually think it was like a déjà vu from when you got that, um, um, you know, um, in Edinburgh, you know, that you got into your head that you all of a sudden became a big star, and you behave like this, like sort of arrogantly. Okay. And then. When the show was on, you all of a sudden became a star. Slash prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I don't, you, what, uh, you know, because you had an opportunity to make uh, a TV series. So, yeah, but uh, okay, Hannah, honestly, what the fuck are you trying to say? Like, speak your mind because nobody knows what you're talking about. She's saying that you, uh, you know, you got your break and that you kind of thought you were the big shot, you know? You mean uh, uh, when I was yeah, recording? Be, yes. When I was recording? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I, I think just from oh, my perspective. maybe there was a cover up. Maybe there was an element. You were very jealous of other people who had made it, I think. Yes. And you were frustrated with yourself because yes. you, you knew you had talent. Like none of us knew you could act as well as that or, you know, you could inhabit yeah. all those characters and write that well. We had no idea that right. it was that good. But right. so there was frustration with that. But you did. You were very like insecure. The jealous thing. He no, was I did. But Hannah, I was fucking very jealous. I was were you? I never thought. Oh, boy. Consumed. And I was very jealous. But I, I, here's the other thing. What's wrong with jealousy? I, I'm deadly serious. People are, you know, I meet people who say, oh, I've never felt jealousy. Do you know something? Fuck off then, because I don't trust you. I'm riddled with all the defects. And I think jealousy is a, a good thing. It's there for a reason. It's like a, it's telling you, OK, do, you know, but I mean, if you use it uh, and, you know, at the time, I think Neil Delamere and uh, Des Bishop, they all had shows and I was very jealous. And, you know, especially Neil Delamere, look at the fuck. I couldn't like me and Neil don't get get on. But so what? Like, you know, big deal. It's not a big deal. Um, but it's just telling you that's the that's you want what they have, and you know you have to figure out what steps do you need to take to achieve that. And if you don't take those steps and don't work towards it, then that jealousy can turn into sort of you know um, what's the word in uh, in uh, where, where you where where you're angry but you you have no power. What do they call that word? Incontinent is it impotent? You know, it just it, it, if you if you're jealous and you don't do anything about it and don't try it. You just become impotent and bitter and just like a, a, a clot in the artery of everyone's life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But also the other thing when, when it was, it was satirical shows. We, we, we were targeting the church and targeting people, yeah. targeting all these things. And you almost think like we're, we've got the power now. We're going to be an RT, but it made no difference, did it? Yeah, I know that's a really good point. Like, does satire, it doesn't really have any power. And it turns out that when you are taking the piss out of politicians, it's more of a tribute. Like, definitely the, the uh, what what are all the guys now? The impression is Oliver Callan and uh, there's another, there's a few, there's a few Harry of them. Harry Rosenstock and people like that. Yeah. There's a few of them. It's, it's, there's, it's not, it doesn't eviscerate. No. You, you want, I mean, with satire, you want the people that you're targeting to, to try and take you to court or something. Not that yeah. bad, but I mean, like Joe Duffy was very upset about it. Yeah. Uh, the church were very upset. Pat Kenny wasn't thrilled. Although Blondie Huffig didn't mind it oh, so much. Oh, really? She yeah. loved it. Yeah, she, she loved, loved it. it. She told oh, me that's good. she loved it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if she... Hector was happy. No, Hector definitely wasn't happy either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Hector's a nice guy. I did feel a bit bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, satire. It's a bit Irish. It was, society's changed a lot. Like, it has changed a lot since then. We wouldn't... Like, the church is almost gone, really, isn't it? It's almost yeah. like... I joke like they've got soft power now. You know, Ireland has soft power. We can go to the White House on St. Patrick's Day. It's not like we've got the nuclear bomb. We've got power, soft power, cultural power. The Catholic Church is soft power. It's Do, flaccid power now. Right, which isn't which isn't power, I guess. No, it's not really. No, no. it's no, it's more it's more it's more. It's They're mo there, but no, but it's more. We can get our picture taken next yeah. to to famous people. Yeah, 
It's the same, it, it, and it's the same thing, and it still hasn't changed, Pat. The Late Late Show, every fucking guest that they have on, it's always... And your grandfather was Irish. It's embarrassing, man. What do you think? Would you do... Would you, would you like to present it? Not at all. No. It's a terrible show. It should be finished. It should be, yeah. It, it should, should be, be gone. It should be taken out the back and shot in the head. Definitely brought to Switzerland. Brought to Switzerland. And, you you know, because it had its time and place... Um, back in the day, it was it was you know when there was no internet, no nothing. But it's just lived. It's living way beyond its sell by date. But then again, obviously people tune into it, so therefore RT don't want to. Older and older people tune into it, though. I mean, the ratings are tanking. If you look at the ratings online, yeah. or yeah, yeah, you can check. Oh, is that is that why really, uh, really my first? Said, yeah, he definitely left because before yeah. it sank. Right. Definitely. And they should just maybe have specials. Like have the toy show <coughs> and have the country and western special right. and the Valentine special right. and the Eurovision and just forget the weekly one because no yeah. one watches it. Uh, uh, you'd be a great TV presenter. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. I don't have a symmetrical face, though. I don't know. Maybe they could do something. No, but else. you have a weird, well, you have a kind of, you look good. You look like you kind of got a small little face, but a big head. Big head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to present it? No. But like in a different format, like shorter. Uh, no, he would. No, I wouldn't. Well, would, no. I wouldn't. Want, I wouldn't want to. I, I, no. I wouldn't have. A, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't. No, I, you no, know. no, no. I'd love to see you on the toy show. That would be brilliant. Well, fuck no, off, you can't. What no, the fuck off? No, I love kids. I love kids. Yeah. I'd be much better with kids than any of those but guys. They, they're looking for a new presenter, and I'm sure it's going to be a woman. Um, I, I was asked to do the Tommy Tiernan show, but I was reluctant simply because I don't like... I mean, look, Tommy's a great comedian, no question about it. But the way he looks at you, it freaks me out. And I, I, listen, I, I'm sure I am on the spectrum. Excuse me. Oh my Excuse God. me. I'm sure I am on the spectrum. But, uh, you know, when Tommy Tiernan, you know, he, he, he gives you this look. So, you know, uh, you know, you know do, do you, when you, what do you have for breakfast? And then you start saying... And he starts, nothing I have ever said in my life warrants that level of fucking attention from anyone. Don't be, look, put your eye cocks back in their sockets. You're <laughs> staring at me too much. Pull back, mate. Yeah. So you said no. Yeah. Yeah. To Tommy Tiernan show? The yeah. way you come just uh, not announced. So he's. What are you saying, Anna? No, I'm just saying to the, the latest. His, his recent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't feel comfortable about going on it because mm. I just don't like the way he looks at me. Looks at people. Do you know who's successful? Joanne McNally. Yeah, I know. That's success. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I walked by the uh, Gaiety one night, yeah. and I saw she was doing the podcast, and someone said, "Oh, that's just a warm up for the three arena." She's done four three arenas this I year. I know. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's imagine that's a success. That's fantastic. Like you warm up yeah. to thirty people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then do the Olympia, one Olympia. Yeah, but like she's warming up in the gate. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, um, yes, 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 yes. What are you saying? What are you saying, Daniel? Does that make you jealous? Does it? Well, you know, do you know what it is? I, I, weirdly, I don't know. I feel I've I've got the recognition in some respects that I've wanted. So I think the jealousy goes when that happens to a certain extent. But then it was Joanne, man. She was on a mission. Like it was quite clear early on that she was seeing a goal that no one else could see. And when you'd meet her, 
when you when you'd ha- have in, I I did like Joanne when she started off and she was and and we hung out a bit but um and I also like the fact that there are loads of comedians who thought she was shite and now she's achieved such uh, so she's achieved so much they're they're properly jealous and so that uh, makes me happy I like the fact that she didn't hide her ambition she didn't hide it she didn't yeah, yeah. wear quirky glasses or anything and pretend she was just kooky and whatever she was just like focused mm. from day one and worked really hard and gigging all over I wonder what was it, 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 it she really connected with this big sleeping huge totally. swathe of people women that, w- women mm. that obviously people weren't no one had tapped that market no, no, quite no, no, like Deirdre Kane a bit and a few others yeah. Nulas maybe right but she found a whole new market yeah. and I love the fact that there's a the whole there's a whole group of comedians who still think they're better than her yeah and they're not yeah you know they're not I've they're, they're not but but that's the funny thing there's loads of people I remember uh, you know I might be in that category as well like I think I'm better than certain people who are way more successful than me um, but uh, I remember seeing a film about Basquet or something and some guy was talking uh, to Basquet. Oh, yeah, well, lack of recognition um, has allowed me to develop organically or something. So people make all kinds of stories Excuse to me. convince themselves that <clears throat> they're better than they are. I mean, it's the classic Irish writer. We've got one on this road. We've got They're everywhere. The, the, the Irish writer is somebody who, who doesn't publish yeah. because he'd be criticised or she'd be criticised. So they just walk around with the belief that they're a great writer and that's, that's what keeps them going. And yeah. they maybe had a good review in the Irish Times in 1985. Yeah, but some acts, like, their audience is kind of very mainstream and broad and there's a huge audience for it. Say Mrs. Brown's Boys. Oh, yes. There's yeah. a huge audience for that in Britain and here. Yes. But, like, if you look at English shows, like, say things we grew up, we were already grown up but let's say Brass Eye was yeah. a big show on, yeah. in our 20s and uh, it was popular with a certain number of people right. maybe it probably got a, a, one or two million viewers at the time in Britain and like you couldn't have a show like that in Ireland because there's just not enough people to watch it okay yeah yeah so there's a broad there are many different audiences out there yeah, and to, what's, what 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 are you? I'm you saying that, that you point? wouldn't necessarily get the big broad audience. You wouldn't be necessarily going down to play hotels every night of the week. Yours is a more selective crowd, is it not? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that that big broad audience. Because I, I do remember once. I'm not as afraid of flying as I was, but um, when 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 I was afraid of flying, you know, I was trying to distract myself from the fact. So I I I was watching films. And then I was watching a film, uh, you know, on, on an airplane and it was an action film and there was explosions. And that, that was like, I don't want to see explosions because that that's, that's, you know, you know, possibly premonition. a premonition. So then Mrs. Brown's Boys came on and then I was I was I was able to watch Mrs. Brown's Boys because it was so unthreatening and nothing. And so if you're afraid of death and if you're in a, you know, a, 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 what you call it, a hospice. Yes. You know, Mrs. Brown's Boys is perfect because it's not threatening. You can watch it. With your family, and it, but it it does have a place. You're dead right. It could hasten the end as well. It could hasten the end. But I'm saying that it does. It, there is a big audience for that. There's a big audience of people who don't want to be challenged. To, and I'm I'm in that category as well. A lot of times, I just want to watch a big dumb blockbuster mm-hmm. to fall asleep to. Yeah. 
You know, you most see, people don't want to think too much no. when they go to the fucking cinema. They don't want to go. That's why theater. They don't want to be sitting there with a fucking mathematical equation figuring out what's going on. In some ways, though, the Savage is popular online because you've chopped up the meat for the yeah. toddler. Yeah. And just giving it the nice little bits, the good bits. And they don't. The, Savage Eye was fairly challenging by times, wasn't it? It was kind of clever. It sounded clever. Yeah. The, the narrator there was, was a lot of, smart. There was a, well, there was a lot of fat on it, though. There was a lot of uh, stuff that, you know, the, I mean, there was quite a lot of wasty. Like, looking back on. Actually, I, I should get uh, the actual, all the episodes from Blinder. Yeah. I think uh, Kieran, the guy, one of the directors, I think he's left Blinder. I think so. Right. Huh? Did you hear that? No. Okay. So no, I got I got all the DVDs off them. Yeah, and I showed it to my kids, and they really were into it. They thought it was great. But I think yeah, you got, you, you got all the DVDs from them. I did. Yeah. C- can can I have those? Ah, yeah. I mean, I can. I, 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 <laughs> in other words, I can give them back to you. I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll just download. Them. T- t- you know, I, <laughs> no, no, I do. I do have a DVD thing yeah. that I can do that. Oh, brilliant. Uh. But yes, no, um, it, it is funny. Look, and even those they're, they're in, in comedy, let's t- take the Irish comedy scene. There are cliques, hierarchies, and there are people doing better than other people. And there are jealousies there. And I was definitely very jealous of my contemporaries when they were getting uh, recognition and I wasn't. So that was a big, but, but you can use that as motivation. So I would say to the comedians, the, the, the contemporaries of Joanne McNally, who haven't achieved success and who are very jealous of Joanne. Just use that as fuel to mm. motivate you to mm. come up with something that will connect with uh, uh, this uh, big, uh, previously untapped audience. Hmm? I don't know. I saw her in uh, Jonathan Ross. She was great. She, she's got good material with punchlines. Yeah. Good build-ups and good punchlines. I thought it was strong. Yes, yeah. I saw her in, um, where was it, uh, Top Secret Comedy Club. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. But the way, with the Savage Eye though You worked like a maniac though on that It was un- Do you remember him at that yeah, time? Yeah. It was like 24 hours a day I was on call like a doctor 24 hours a day to get a call at 3 in the morning Hey I've got this idea for something And like yeah, no, I was mental I, And then you were out doing Vox Pops And interviews constantly Yeah I was very very motivated to Because uh, I, I, I wanted to To prove to people that I wasn't shit yeah, you were like you were on something. You were like yeah. high on. Oh, but yeah, no, it, it, I'm sure it was in, in, insufferable at at some points. And Only when we were filming, otherwise it was fine. Yeah, but you were tense on the films, and you didn't speak to the directors. I remember doing a, a sketch once, and I was thought we were in a sketch together. I think it was playing a priest interviewing a guy in Donegal, or it was the the riot thing. And I thought Dave is actually talking to me. <laughs> we're doing. He was in character, and then cut, and then he fucked off. Well, 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 um, yeah, and, and I think uh, one of the directors didn't like the fact that I was always deferring to you to see if this was funny or not, because I didn't trust him and I, I did trust yeah. you. Yeah. And that was do, that did his he- head in. Everyone's he- head was done in. And yeah, yeah. But I, oh, I, I did worry at that time that you were burning yourself out. You know, we did yeah. two series and you were just like a maniac. No, I was by the fourth series. I was gone. I was, third I, series. Half through, through the no, but that, that was to, gone. That was because of uh, breaking up. Oh, God. I had broken up with Fiona O'Shaughnessy halfway through the third series. And that was, you know, that you and have... they send you all over the world? You know, you have... Oh, that's the fourth series. That's another you story. Know, you, know, you, know, oh, you, have, you know, you have uh, one big breakup, one big fucker in your life. And that was that one. And halfway through, and I, I was finished. I was gone. 
I didn't want to be there. I remember like being dressed as Mary Robinson, you know, like in in tights with full makeup and totally heartbroken. And it was it was just like and I was sitting there in the, you know, dresses and action yeah. and fucked. It, it was pure, pure, pure torture. Oh, God. In the writer's room. Yeah, no. You were just like catatonic, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were talking. And like normally you'd be getting really involved, yeah, no, getting arguing, and you were gone. Yeah, and then the fourth series yeah. was kind of to get back with Fiona, wasn't it? Was that the idea? Or you wanted to. Was that oh, maybe there were one or two sketches that I was trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you were trying to. And that was the idea. And you wanted to do about the seven stage or six stages of ma- seven stages of man, you know, the childhood to death. I don't know what the fuck. And but anyway, there was nothing. There was and you it, went around the world for all that money. And then, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the fourth series, I went around the world. Yeah, we wanted to do uh, use the Savage Eye format, but apply it to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just reverted back to Ireland. And then we reverted Let's back make it all about yeah, Ireland we'll again. Make it all about. Well, actually, that's a re- another good point. Um, uh, you know, I see that in, you know, if, if like when uh, TV programs are commissioned, I don't know if it, if it is the same uh, that it, if, if it's about Ireland, you have, it's more likely to be commissioned because, you know, we don't see beyond. We're quite myopic, I think, you know, commissioning editors, you know, why Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. So that, that's another reason why I came up with that format of asking questions about Ireland, because I wanted to get it green lit. So that that was the first episode of the Savage. I was why did why did the Irish drink so much? Yeah, which is kind of. But I, I suppose are, are we are we more fascinated by ourselves than other countries are fascinated by themselves? Ask Hannah. Ask Hannah. Oh, I I think that uh, you need to stick to your own guns because you're such a small country. Then maybe if you take too much. Yeah, go on. You wouldn't like your voice would be irrelevant. Well, uh, in, on Polish TV, relevant. is there always Poland? Why is Poland Poland? Poland? Here is Poland, the center of Poland. You know, yeah, are there lots of less, Polsky, Polsky? Think, Yeah, a lot of history, oh. a lot of uh, you know trauma, a lot of very very few would take on. Are there uh, any? Are there any? Do, are there deca- universe- documentaries about that awful Katyn thing? Oh yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. I was, yeah, I, I'm so freaked out about that Catton. Mm. If you ever, if anybody is interested, uh, look up on, uh, you know, just Catton, where the Russians shot, mm. executed, Polish butchered, twenty-one thousand yeah. or yes. twenty-three thousand, shot them at the back of the head, like and set up this butchery and slaughter, and you know, yeah. can we talk hell. about Ireland now again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like y- you were traumatized by. Everyone around you, weren't you? Poland was invaded by Sweden, Russia, Prussia. Yeah. Jesus, I'd much, I'd much rather be invaded by the Swedes than the Russians. Yeah, but that, that was like a long time ago. Ah, yeah. But well, that know. doesn't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't stop us. Like, like, no, I mean, it, it's so true. Like it was true. yesterday. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it was. Like, resentments are, are, are you know... Thank God I have have a repository. You know I can turn resentments into comedy. You know there there are there are stages to resentments. First you you get them and you and then you and then after a while you can pull back and look at them and laugh at them. Yeah. You know. Do you find Polish people a bit whiny in that? You know I mean I find just a little bit sometimes. No, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. it is a bit. No, like I that. do. Not no, you. no. From a distance, yeah. From a distance, uh, Polish people. 
when you, when they talk, there it, there's a, there's a kind of you know they're they're always yeah. complaining and whinging and freaked yes, out about something. Yes, you, but that's why you, I that's why you, I like when, them. When you go to like Poland, uh, people are quite uh, depressed or moaning. Or Thank God, they don't I'm not laughing <laughs> too much. I mean, like well, no, my children general, are half Polish, okay. so I'm I, I can't I love Polish. Did you, you remember you came to Poland and you um, took your camera by the escalator? Oh yeah! And then you were trying to find out how many people would laugh or smile <laughs> at him, and I swear to God, like not even one smile nice. at David. But you know, maybe his face is uh, unfriendly, but like no one. He was yeah. standing there for like quite a while. That was during the communist times, though. No, it was it? just after. Yeah, no, was no, just no, after. no, 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 yeah. no. Communism. Yes, finishing, yeah, 1989, yeah. No, so it must be later, yeah, I don't know. Are all Eastern European countries a bit like that, or is it just Poland, or would the other countries be a bit? I think there's there's probably a touch of communist, communism curse yeah. on those countries that make them really suppressed. You but know, they're quite like I, I, when I say they're more. I think they're quite Irish. Like a lot of Eastern yes. European, they're like Irish people. Yes. I find. Yes, and I maybe agree with you. Also connected with uh, Catholicism. Yes, Catholicism definitely. Well, they um, were the, the the Polish were the when, when I met Hannah. I mean, the Poles. <laughs> They wore the Catholicism lightly. They weren't as as obsessed with sex uh, and you know as repressed. I would say. Well, I don't and know. And they had the Pope as well. They had their yeah, own yeah. Pope. We had Pope, but like um, sexually, people are not that open in Poland. Yeah, but uh, well, compla- I'm just saying uh, compared to Ar- Ireland. Anyway, yeah. I, ju- I want to have another go. Sorry, yeah, but go just, on. Uh, just like Poland, uh, you know, when you look at those Eastern European countries and look at footage, uh, uh, there was. A, trauma zone based in Russia that Adam Curtis documentary was on recently you see like what the Soviet Union was like before the fall of communism was pretty grim right and grey and dull and boring and the oh my god boring. but so was Ireland oh yes you know we were like a little bit of Eastern Europe over on the west in so Western true, Europe so true Pat I mean mm. although when you're a child you have a great imagination and it's hard to fuck up a a human being's childhood because they have imagination but definitely when I started becoming a teenager and you start looking around and then I, w- I went I went on an interrail at 17 <laughs> around Europe and it was it was like suddenly the world was in technicolor oh, yeah I went to oh, London when I was I, 19 I, it was like <gasps> yeah 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 that's right yeah. yeah I experienced that as well the first time I went abroad out of the eastern block I went to Germany and I couldn't believe that like the soil is so vividly brown or black and the flowers that's with polish blood (laughs) yeah no but the plants are so colorful and i was just like oh my god and i'm tripping it was incredible because everything is gray in poland even but but then but then i actually i was in russia twice and you know talking about ireland being gray i mean i mean dublin or whatever or even think like when you go to moscow i mean talk about a city on steroids, but also grim as fuck, and and the sort of brutalist architecture, and you know, in in Moscow, there's they call it, I think, the Golden Circle, where kind of rich people. But outside of that, as they're driving from the airport towards the center of town, fucking hell, what what a what ha- just yeah, really really kind of just huge and 
brutal. And the effect coming after being there for a few weeks and then coming back to Dublin, it's like landing in Middle Earth. Yeah. It's like it's you know all these guys, you know, we're fucking doing, you know, they would be they would be just inhaled. Like if you if you got a few inner city lads and stuck them in Moscow, they, they, they you know what I mean. They think you think you're from the hard streets of Dublin. This really is. I mean, in comparison to a really properly big city, I mean, it's a very pleasant, pleasant place, really. But I think it's pleasant if you have money. So no Dublin. No uh, Moscow. No, I was saying that compared to Moscow, yeah, Dublin, even yeah. if it is harsh. Like, I mean, people think, you know, people say, oh, I got no money. Like your parents, like how they made, how they uh, were so ingenious and, in, in, you know, they had a plot of, or they had a, they grew their own vegetables. I mean, they really stretched money. They they didn't have yeah, anything. You know, like in Poland, it's social They're system. much more frugal is what I'm saying, where people yeah. here get money and they just fucking spend it on Snickers and, uh, you know. Oh, whatever. yeah, no. The social system here works so much better because if you have a job, no matter what kind of job, and you work full time, you can have a good quality life. But like, if you have a simple job in Poland, like you're cleaning, or I don't know how you can survive. No. You can't. And people are actually snobby in Poland about education and jobs. And, and yeah, but that, what I'm saying is that they're they're yeah. not wasteful. Like your parents were very well. My parents are not wasteful because that they wore generation that they wouldn't throw. But they pickle bread. their you know vegetables. Yeah, and but I don't think everybody is like that. I think there's you that, know it, actually that's another thing that young people should realize uh, the revolutionary nature of social media. When mm. I did a radio and television production course in 1985, and like to record something, you'd need a video camera, a VHS recorder, you need this, that, that, like a big a load of stuff. But I mean, you wouldn't, then you'd have a tape, an edited tape, but where would you show it? There'd be no, you'd have to, there'd be nowhere to broadcast it. So what I'm saying is, this is, you know, a TV station. It yes. is, it, I am my own commissioning mm. editor. It has a video camera, it has audio. Like, it's so re revolutionary. Uh, and I'm very grateful for it. Thank God. And it has re revitalized our careers. Yeah. Because people, the guy just recognized me from Naked Camera. And I, I mean, I hadn't heard that for a while, but now it's doing the round. They're doing the rounds of social media now. Right. Sketches, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. God. Thank God, yeah, yeah. Huh? So are, are, are you still going out with your man? That's really complicated. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. You know when people talk about their um, <laughs> private life and say it's really complicated? It's yeah. really not that complicated. <laughs> I know, but it's the darkest under the, what did it say? The darkest is under the lantern that you are, you know, if you're in this situation, you can't see clearly. When you step It's like the plot back. for Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, if you step back, you see everything, you know, clearly. You know, if you're not involved. If someone else... It's, lovely though, it's lovely, though, isn't it, Pat, when you're a guy and a, a good-looking woman is, is, giving you, is directing attention towards you and she's into you. It's quite I always think there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> So, Pat, no. you, you, what was your first TV appearance? Uh, I did a DCU uh, Rag Week television in 1991. First time I was on telly. Like, it was shown in the Dublin area. Okay. And I was doing a sketch thing about footballers, like a spinal tap for footballers. Okay. 
So that was the first thing. And then the next thing I would have been uh, years later, like uh, there was a big gap after I did stand up then. Uh, I was, uh, you know. Was it, was it Father Ted then? No, it wasn't Father Ted. It was a thing called The Candidate. It was on at last TV. So that was just a few months before Father Ted. So, Father, how did you decide to be a stand-up comic? Like, how did it come to you? Did you, did you want it always? You wanted this or, you know, what was the, your idea I, about I, life? You know? I, I was in college and I was doing a... a a degree in history and Irish. I was no good at Irish. I did really badly, but I did okay in history. And I knew, I thought, like, at the end of that's going to be teaching. And I knew I wasn't a teacher. Mm. And so I, I, I was, I did a master's in history then just to avoid doing teaching. And, uh, and it was while doing that that I did that thing in DCU and it went okay. And I got the bug then and I wanted to get into it. So uh, I did. Well, you were very good. You have very good historical knowledge, as does Jack. And, um, that was another great thing about Masters. the Savage Eye when you, when you were there. I could always, uh, you, you were kind of like Google when it came to Irish history. You kind of knew your history, um, you know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, was, it was very keen on it. Was, uh, What's your favourite part of Irish history, sir? Well, what I specialised in at the time was like 20th century, sort of mid-20th yeah. century. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm interested in, in the relationship with Northern Ireland, the north of Ireland, and how we kind of, Got along for all those years after partition. I, I found that very interesting. And uh, can, could you explain to somebody who's not from Ireland the foundation of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael? Like, if, if you know, you know, because even I struggle. How could you say it? In, in you could. It's really, really hard. It's really, really complicated. hard. Yeah. But can you can you try and say? Like I'm a, like like a four year old to explain it to a four year old. Well, Finnegale are sort of the Finnegale really were uh, evolved from the party who signed the Anglo Irish Agreement with the British. So they wanted to bring that War of Independence to an end and just be happy with partition and and just you know and and having the oath of allegiance to the king and all of that and just get the war to an end and we'd set up the state they were generally people of property uh, generally farmers professional people people of property so they, that's who that they came from Fianna Fáil came from the Sinn Féin party who broke away that who, who didn't want to 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 uh, who wanted a united wanted Ireland. Ireland united Ireland didn't want to to, to uh, agree to the British terms didn't want to to, to uh, give an oath of allegiance to the king and they so there was a civil war they they became uh, isolated then they didn't sit in parliament then they eventually sort of became came into the fold again under de Valera and they were generally represented smaller holding farmers smaller farmers Right. Uh, so Fine Gael were there, are richer than Fine Generally, yeah. yeah. But that changed. It, it kind of changed and in the I 60s. I just have a yeah. question. Oh, yeah. Why Fianna Fáil hate Sinn Féin, even though the, they might have the roots from in Sinn Féin? Why do they hate them so much? Because I think they think Sinn Féin are going to take over Fianna Fáil. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, Sinn Féin are, are Fianna Fáil 2.0. You know, they fought there. The Fianna Fáil role was the Republican Party, but, you know, they weren't really Republican. Well, it's in the time, way for, it's were, time for Sinn Féin to have a go, maybe, isn't it? What do you of think? Of course. Well, is it um, not Fianna Fáil are kind of more conservative and Sinn Féin uh, are socialist? Just well, two seconds. I want, really. to go for, I want to go for a piss. Just two seconds. 
Sorry, okay. go on. No, no, go on. You can keep on talking. Or what? Yeah, well, I know. I, 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 I think that I think Fianna Fáil just simply think they'll take over. I think Fianna Fáil were don't when Fianna Fáil got to power in the thirties, they were the radical party. There were the the blue shirts were founded. You know, they 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 thought that they were going to become like mm. communist. Thought that they'd be burning down churches and whatever. You know, that was the fear at the time. So there's a similar fear about Sinn Féin that they're socialist and they're dangerous. They're just going to become... Ireland's a fairly conservative country, really. Mm. We're innately quite conservative. And so I think Sinn Féin are going to become equally conservative, ultimately. They're not going to be able to do very much that's that radical in Ireland. Mm, I don't think. So they're just talking a lot, but if they come to power, they might not... Do much. Probably, yeah. They'll probably promise a lot, but like Fianna Fáil did, mm. they were quite radical, but eventually they just become... Then once they get into power, just moderate. As they just moderate, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're a very conservative people. I don't for, give the British their Jews. It's okay, I'm they back, did, everyone. Hi, Dave. But give the British their Jews. They did leave us with very stable sort of institutions, like a civil service, yeah, judiciary yeah. and that. You know, we, ha- we were a very stable country compared to other countries in Europe in the 30s. Uh, yeah. 20s and 30s you know we we, we we maintained our democracy we have a very close relationship now though with uh, England well feck Brexit though that was terrible right they did to us I mean leave forget about us completely I don't, I don't it's a bit of a mess now you know yeah is it kind of I think yeah, yeah I mean the whole the, the, the Windsor thing what framework Windsor? the what? Windsor framework and all that oh I don't know you know yeah. people voting against it it's a mess yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did. I do, I do miss though. I was thinking about that, you know, when I was traveling around in 1983 on the uh, interrail, and I went down to France and through, you know, to Spain, Italy, Greece, Yugoslavia, the old Yugoslavia, and um, you know, just the different passport stamps you needed and the different currencies, and you know, it was so, it was such each country was quite. I mean, it's still unique, but, but I that like. That was quite a nuisance, no. A lot. I, I missed it though. You know, you just have loads of different currencies, different colored, listen, different uh, colored paper. Listen, I uh, liked it. The fact that we can actually travel around Europe is so amazing because I remember I wanted to go to England You're and I applied for. I had to have a visa. So the English government or oh, service, they just sent me a letter that they suspect that I'd be working there. And then on that ground, they refuse it. So I could have gone, but they didn't let God, me God, and in. you could have married an Englishman. I could have been, and I, could, and I probably would have worked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they didn't have proof. That, so uh, why would they send a letter like that I know. to me? Yeah. So what is happening now that you have free movement of uh, workforce and you can go anywhere you want? It's amazing. Well, yeah, what I don't like uh, the way they describe immigrants, even the word immigrants, or or they describe you know a large you know group of but people who are uh, leaving you know either a war torn country or an economically deprived country, they're all individuals. I mean, amongst them there'd be some people who are dodgy, but most people. They just want to go somewhere stable and work. The British yeah. were a bit yeah. mad. They they were a bit delusional when they left because, like, part of the problem we have is that the, in general, in the West, population is collapsing. We're not having as many kids, so the birth mm. rate has declined a lot. We don't talk about it much, but we, we our birth rate has declined. We're getting older. People like us are living longer. Yeah. You know, we've got them. You know the. Um, the baby boomers are getting old now, so it's going to be loads of them. Yeah. And we need 
more people to we come need, into we our need country. An influx so we of needed younger. that massive influx from certainly Eastern yeah. Europe and beyond. Uh, to come in and, and even young I Irish professionals say, are bro- moving abroad because they d- get paid better to go to but Dubai I have to say and I'm not just saying this to sound virtuous or anything but it's so much more fun oh. having different nationalities here because like as you know as we were just talking about when, when we were growing up it was very mono it was very monocultural and uh, it was just all and, and there was the food was awful and uh, you know, it was, and it, then you the, went to a countryside and you see people looking no, but the, weird. No, but I'm just what I'm trying to say is food was used as punishment when I was growing up. Like we did, we didn't have a good food. All, all I'm just trying to say is that it's the best thing ever. The more people, the more nationalities, mix it all up, and there's no this fear of uh, I don't know what's the big fear that people have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite. Of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Of people coming from different countries living here. Um, so they're going to do better than them, take it over their jobs. Yeah, but they, they, yeah. yeah, but we need them. There are jobs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah. We haven't got enough people for jobs we have already. Yeah. yeah. So we do need that. And England is kind of delusional thinking, oh, we'll just get people from the best countries in. And we like, can't do that. What did, they, what did they say that Irish build English roads? Definitely we did. Yeah, absolutely. The Romans built the English roads. It's funny, Pat, you know... In the 50s. <laughs> Listen, uh, look, here's the thing about the Romans, right? Uh, you know, I mean, my God, you see, you, see, you see what they built and the roads they made were, were such precision and, you know, and, they, and they, they last, they've lasted. And then you think about nowadays the Dublin City Council and it's 2023 and they have all, I assume, the equipment to dig All holes money, and repair yeah. roads and they can't seem to do it they just dig it there's nine guys standing around watching two guys digging a hole they dig it up fill it with muck put an old bit of sloppy old tarmac but if you got those guys and transported them 2,000 years ago right I'm not talking about 20 I'm talking 2,000 years ago Roman you know engineers they'd be looking at them going what what uh, what do you do? Yeah. Oh no, we fucking grand, Louis. You know what I mean? And th- th- you know this is the future. My God, what a fucking ignorant, uh, you know, thing we're I, in. I like I like this scene that one is digging the hole and nine is looking. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're all looking. Turns. And they've got the, they've got fantastic equipment. What I'm just saying, we need to go back in time, get these Roman engineers, and they 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 do a beautiful job. And it, it's all it, it feels like ah, oh, there's too much to do. Okay, we're not asking you to do it all. Just, just what we'd like to see is just little, just do the little bits that you can do, but do do them well. 
you know, fix those little potholes or whatever the fuck. Okay, thanks. It's just because they did dug a thing outside my house and they just fucked a bit of tarmac back in and it's been like that for four years. They would years. come out, oh, they, they generally they did that outside my house and then they came back about a couple of months later and put concrete down. But there's a little dip in it. And, yeah, yeah, of course there's a little dip in it, yeah. Little dip. Did they do that deliberately? Like no, because yeah. they're, no, they're incompetent. Come, they're incompetent. They can come they, back. Yeah, they'll come back. In in two months. Because I think any of those types of institutions, like RT or Dublin City Council, you fail upwards, and anybody going in there with any kind of ambition makes the rest of them look bad. So, did you feel going into RT is awful? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that everything on, on RT is awful. Yeah, and there's great people in RT. But the whole institution. Well, here, here's the thing. You know the way yeah. you were saying how hard I worked? Because, you know, I was w- working because I really gave a shit and care and, 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 and really wanted to create something, uh, uh, you know. And also I was putting my own money into it. I mean, when you put your own money into stuff as well, you 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 really want to get your va- the value out of it, but but what I'm trying to say is that there there are uh, the, 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 when I was there in RT there are people there that they shouldn't be there they don't know about the um, the area that they're in the, like you had the guy I can't remember the guy running the comedy department yeah. hadn't got a fucking clue no, we Didn't, used to get the comments back from the sketches feel yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. get this at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's Northern Irish, but uh, yeah, he, he was—he uh, was a nice guy. Nice and all guy. That. But, but what I'm saying is, um, like, you know, at that time, I knew exactly what all comedy, who was doing what, where comedy was, which branches were going this way, that way, and uh, like, I was blown away by the fact that the guy running the comedy department didn't have know any of this. Oh, no, when we went in for naked camera, we were saying like, you know, uh, trigger happy TV. No, mm. don't know that. That was a huge show on Channel 4 at the time. Big hidden camera show. They hadn't a clue. Yeah. I know. I remember Mike Murphy. That was it. Like, yeah. And uh, so they, they really didn't know. But if, you, if, if it isn't your own money and, and if you're, you know, and you can, I mean, you're not going to just, um, you know, uh, focus on the actual job and, and make sure that everybody is working together. And, and all, well, actually, you know, to quote uh, Damien O'Donnell, one of the other directors of the uh, Savage Eye, you know, the most important part of making something and least expensive is the script. And that, that's the other thing. I mean, it's it's in the same way the Dublin City Council or to you are the same. They've got all the equipment. They've got everything. They've got the cameras. They've got the sound. They've got the lights. They've got the makeup. They've got every fucking thing imaginable. Like I was when I was a kid in school, I had all the pens and the study and the notebooks. And, you know, objectively, I looked like a student. But when it came down to it, I failed miserably. And RT is the same. They don't they don't uh, they don't um, live up to their remit. No, which which is, you know, creating original fucking shows. And that's what I was always shocked at when I was growing up. Like you'd look at RT and it was so unreflective of how we were as people. They just projected this weird kind of pretend British version well, of it. Actually, us. I'll just say this. Uh, sorry. But Jenny Griffin was working in RT at the time and she commissioned the Savage. She worked on the Savage and developed yeah. it. Wasn't it that right? I can't remember. She's Canadian. Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she commissioned. She was involved in. Yeah. Naked Camera and things like right. that. So she was quite good at there at the time. Then she left. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, are you just saying that uh, saying that just to just to give uh, some kudos? Yeah, yeah, no, I think oh, yeah. she deserved deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. But like, they should sell Montrose though. I mean, it's so like just get a little, like go out to a, a business park somewhere like 
version. Yeah. You know, just have that. But thing. you know, like I, <laughs> I think that in RT or maybe smaller station as well. I don't know. They don't recognize how important script is. No. Like when so Father Ted was commissioned by obviously Channel 4 and Hattrick Productions and Jeffrey Perkins was the producer and Jeffrey Perkins had produced Harry Enfield he had a you know he'd, he'd done his own series You mean Harry Enfield one. before Father Ted? Yeah Father okay, Ted right. and The Fast Show and like, he'd worked on all of those Okay And so he had an incredible pedigree Okay When they brought when they just brought an idea for a, a documentary about a priest And people don't understand yeah. people don't understand uh, uh, a good producer is as rare as a good comedian Yeah you know, hence Armando Iannucci. Definitely. And, P- and who was that guy? Perkins? Oh, Jeffrey Perkins, yeah. And, and it, they they came to, it was supposed to be a documentary. I think it was a, a, sp- a spoof documentary about priests. Okay. He suggested doing the sitcom. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. So they probably approached it like Spinal Tap yeah. for priests. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you had someone like that there working in Channel 4. So, of course, there was a lot of good output at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you married, though? course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so you forever together yeah <laughs> 23 years yeah well how long have we known each other but you're not together we are together <laughs> yeah and calm down stop screaming we know each other for yeah 33 years probably wow. yeah 33 years um but i i have i have to say though um you know, there are other TV stations that producers and um, directors and camera people are are using, you know, the, the institution's money, but they're making good programs. Yeah. What do RTE do well? Do you, <laughs> do you know what they do? Do you know what's very popular now? That's seven o'clock slot after the news nationwide. Right. Ear to the ground, the farm and show that gets big ratings. Oh right, I think are you are you being serious? No, serious, dead oh, yeah, yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're number one. Instagram was number one on RTs. So, so, the, so, the, so oh, the, so, oh, in other words, years. reeling in the years, huge for RTs. Right, it's really good. It's very it's good, good, but it's Short, massive. Sweet. So yeah. there, there are Steady so, Dan make a fortune on RTE from <laughs> RTE. So, so, so there are certain things that we do well. If 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 we know who what we're doing and what we're about and 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 try not to ape other formats that maybe don't really work that mm. well. What about uh, like Love, Hate or Kin or any of those things? Love, Hate was a big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Kin, I haven't, I saw the first series, I haven't started watching the second series, but it's, it's quite good. But of course, Orti don't make Love, Hate, do they? No. They did make Love, Hate, didn't they? And no, then they, they commissioned oh, it. They commissioned it, but they don't make it in-house, but they, make, mm. they, they, they I think Kin is a co-production. Right. So a lot of their I, shows like... I think it's commissioned as well. But I, th- I think I, I, I don't know if it was a co-production. Uh, does anybody There's watch? Definitely or, does any- not in-house production. Oh, it's not in-house. No, they don't make anything in-house. Does, really it, does, much, it, does anybody watch RT guys? Do you watch RT? What about First City? I it's think quite big still. Yeah. No, like just to watch some football on RT or rugby or whatever. What that's about? It. Yeah. Do young Do young people? They don't watch telly. Like right, they watch Netflix or uh, or I D- Disney what, Plus is huge. I wonder what will happen to RTE. I mean. Surely it can't continue as it is. We'll have a big funeral someday. For <laughs> but they'll have to sell Montrose and make it smaller and it'll still be there for current affairs and whatever. Right. I think something the, like For the that, things yeah. that it does well. Every time you go past the chapel and you see a funeral, that's one more viewer gone. Yeah. But listen, Orty has about 4,000 employees yeah. and does, it's a TV station and does not make much um, TV programmes. And it's got 4,000 people. 
Are you and not worried? Are you, average, I, 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 yeah, go on. No, it's on average, uh, people earning 73,000 euro on average. So it shows you. That's a lot like of money. Like the top yeah. is so overgrown. Yeah. Of, you know, and then they go around and saying that they want to increase TV license. So actually, Hannah makes a good point. A lot of, if there are any aspiring comedians, and there's nothing wrong with having a dream, pick the right one. But um, if, you, if you're looking, that's interesting. So you have the average wage in RT is 73,000. But I think the disparity between the top earners and the, you know, yeah, so yeah. maybe, you know. But, but I'm saying, it, you know, a lot of people, when they think about film, you know, they want to be in front of the camera. But you, you, you'd probably be... Uh, more likely to do well if you're in production. Yeah. You know, and you could earn a good living. Definitely. You know, mm. I I often I often walk around Portobello and I see these fucking amazing houses and I'm looking into these. Like, oh, I don't own a house. I, I rent. And I look into these beautiful houses and he's just like, look, this fucking house is amazing. And then you see some little fucking prick dressed like an <laughs> off-duty guard. Just, just the most boring looking little fucker. Just, you know, like doing that or something. And, you know, it, it's Seamus. And, you know, like, I mean, it's just boring people who don't take risks, but who are hardworking and determined. They, you know, actuaries or accountants but or listen, whatever. Or dentists. Dentists, you make a fucking fortune in this country because we're sugar addicted. Everywhere. Everywhere, right. Everywhere. I need but, to, you know, the, that's, but it, that's it, the it, idea that, according to you, your life is very exciting and, you know, and everybody has the same attitude. Everybody's life is as exciting as yours, according to them. Do you not feel that's uh, part of the modern day uh, problem of, you know, mental health and everyone's kind of sad and on pills and everything because th- people don't really have meaning in their life. You know, it's all kind of, we live in a consumerist society where we just kind of work to spend money. No, we were uh, miserable. Huh? Well, sorry, I don't understand what, what you said. Yeah, just two no, seconds. No, what I'm ago. saying is that you're looking. You mean at, I'm looking? I'm looking at a guy in a house. I'm looking at a guy in a house who looks really boring. I'm, yeah, and he's, and he's wearing it. He's wearing it. Him, a, he's very exciting, according to him. Oh, oh yeah, Hannah. God, you, you really. No, I, you just. Yeah, but it's hard to understand. What do you mean? It's hard to understand. I mean, how hard is to understand to you know to you follow me because you just don't want to understand. And you resist understanding. That's why you make it very difficult. What I said, that guy. I'm making you better. So you're saying guy, that boring guy in that the, boring guy thinks he's very him, interesting. According to no, him, stop saying according got, to him. Yeah. Just say the. Yeah, he thinks he's he thinks his life. And that's why we're not together. <laughs> he thinks his life is the most interesting. I wonder, does he? Uh, no, that is okay. Jesus Christ! It took you about five years to make that fucking point, but it is a good point. I wonder, do boring people think? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, m- maybe they like the 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 sort they of. They don't see themselves. They don't as see boring. themselves as boring. They they have their routine. They do this. They go to the golf club. Uh, they they're involved in the community uh, project. I taught for a short time, and it was at Tala, and and they've got a really big house, so that yeah. tells them that they're doing well. Back well. then, I mean, it, yeah, but you could get a house really cheap. But in the nineties, uh, I was talking to a teacher. He looked at my sandwiches that I made, and there was tomato in the sandwiches, and it leaked through. You know, it leaked. And now, what I do, I would take that <laughs> tomato and wrap it in a piece of lettuce, right, and it keeps its shape and doesn't leak into the bread. 
And I thought, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm never Brilliant. coming back. That's so good, Pat. That's so funny, Pat. That's such a great um, uh, observation. Do you use that in your stand-up? No, I haven't. John Lynn might have done it, actually. I told him that story and he said it. I mean, I said he could use it, but yeah. Is John Lynn doing comedy anyway? Ah, yeah. Where? Yeah, around. Not in Ireland? No. In, but in, in England, a... yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I met him a few months ago, yeah. But, uh, no, I definitely knew I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't normal. Like, I couldn't function but in the so, real world. That's so, that's so funny. Uh, that's such a great little scene. Uh, just, 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 uh, just FYI. You know, the little pursed lips. So you don't, what do you do with you? Tomato, wrap it in lettuce. It won't leak. Put that under your hat. And then you were going like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, and then there's the other. So you're using my mug. Like yeah. That, oh, yeah. That, the, the, oh, the, the passive aggressive. Out of there. Out of there. Yeah, yeah. No way. But it's funny. So, so um, if that was a, uh, uh, a date, you would have got the ick. Except the ick that you got was uh, much bigger than a relationship ick because it actually changed the course of your life. Yeah, it was going to be 40 years of this. Amazing. You know, it was, yeah. a, it was a blessed relief to go into the classroom away from the teachers. You know? Well, you know, I, 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 and I might be, have to hammer on about this, but a, a lot of teachers, and maybe it's still the case, um, they're like a good anything, like a good comedian or a good producer, good pr- teachers are rare. Rare. And also... If I really want to teach you something, I believe the thing that I have in my hands that is worth teaching is exciting and it's golden and it's brilliant. And let's say, you know, I go on about the Irish language, you know, how to present it. It, it, it literally they were so bad at teaching that they made us hate the subjects that they were asking us to learn. Yeah. That that that's something. I mean, that is a disgrace. They were killing the language. They thought they were That saving. is a disgrace. So again, I'm going to have to say, say BlackRock College, zero point. Okay. I want the fucking money back that my parents okay. paid in fees. I, I agree. You they didn't fucking teach you son of a bitch. Hoo-ha. Yeah, but there are some really inspirational teachers. Yeah. Do you remember there one are. or two uh, good teachers? I did have good teachers. Yeah, yeah. I had a few good English teachers and they'd say, oh, that very good essay. I'd do well in essays. Well, that Jack, was all I was good at. Jack, you were saying uh, English teachers. You, were, you, were, you, were, you made a good point about... Cause I, go on. Oh, because uh, English is like actually uh, an interesting subject, isn't it? <laughs> do you know, which, but which, the other thing with English and maths, they're very hard subjects when you do it in a degree. Like okay. I did history and Irish. They're very easy. Anyone what? could do them. History and Irish and geography. Geography, you don't need to be very intelligent at all to do. I mean, there are brilliant geographers who are very intelligent, but to get a degree, you wouldn't have to but have much. It, it, and, and like all of those history, French, whatever. But like English is hard. It's, there's a high failure rate, so they're mm. going to be better. And maths the same. But, going to be but you know, better. in school, in school, English is just like reading poems. And so a teacher comes in and, you know, it's kind of much more easy to be an inspiring teacher when you're teaching English. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the, the, the King Lear, you're reading King Lear or reading a funny poem by John B. Keane or something like that. And then you go around and ask the class what they think about it. So, you know. Although that said, they did try to make it boring, like talk about the tone of the poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. But like, it's more interesting to say metamorphic rocks like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you see, there you go. You see, metamorphic rocks. But maybe they are fucking interesting. If, if, you, if you figure out a way... To uh, it's like us as comedians, uh, we 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 might have a, a a gem of a great idea, but it's how we what angle of attack we have in terms of how to present it to the so those rocks 
But like if we took them, if we took them out into the huh? Remember, we were saying though that um, when you're a kid, it's not cool to be interested in something. Oh, that's right. So, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. So when you're a kid, you just kind of quietly you might look at the book and think oh yeah that's the f- funny how marble is created by two rocks having pressure together but when you're in front of your mates you're like yeah that's fucking stupid. Do you know what it is uh, jack i i i still you know that great film was it scent of a woman where he goes into the school al pacino yeah and, yeah, uh, and I, I boy oh boy i think i really still want to do that in black rock college i want to go in when they're and stand up and say hallie Fuck you too! I know you've got integrity. You know, you know. Bad men. You hurt this boy, you're gonna be bad bums. The lot of you. And Harry, Jimmy, Trent, wherever you are out there, fuck you too! Stand down, Mr. Slade. I'm not finished! What are we doing? A seagoing ratchet? That's such a great fucking scene. But something that I found interesting is that all of these scandals have emerged in private schools now. Yeah. And a lot of the scandals emerged in schools I like. I went to the Christian Brothers in Dundalk and there was a few scandals there. A few, yeah. One guy went to prison. I think it was certainly convicted. And like that was a long time ago, 20 years ago. I mean, like, pe- we were doing pedophiles. The, yeah. So we were talking about the Savage Eye. And the Savage Eye, we were talking a lot about, you know, the Christian Brothers. And none of the scandals had quite emerged. In, why did it take so long? Is it to do with stigma or what is it? That I th- totally middle Pat, class. But Pat, wouldn't dare yeah, yeah, it's to do. Well, now, you know, you know, uh, I think when when something that traumatic happens to a kid, right, uh, I think the kid can't is so embarrassed, so shocked, so freaked out. Uh, doesn't want to tell their. This is what I heard, actually, in that documentary about Blackrock College. Those mm. and four, two brothers. It's, do you know what it, it's very hard to say what happened uh, you know but anyway th- they didn't want to tell their parents mm-hmm. because they didn't want to sh- freak their parents out so oh, oh and, maybe and, but, parents wouldn't even believe them yeah but but, but why why thing. did it take the middle class or upper middle class private schools much longer than other schools to air this to, to well, well first of all a, a thing you know and this isn't scientific this is a feeling that I got like in Blackrock in Blackrock College it was all about, uh, you know, you know, going into business or, you know, there were certain things like self-made business people were kind of looked down upon, frowned upon, entrepreneurs, people, you know, there was a few prescribed routes that you had to follow that were seen as serious. But but there, there was a kind of a sneering thing in BlackRock. There was a there was a lack of uh, there was a there was a lacking in certain types of values and ethics. And I think also holding on to whatever you had at all costs. And I think that's what and that, that kind of circling the wagons kind of thing is, is what stopped uh, people investigating the kind of awful stuff that happened there at the time. So what are you saying? They weren't very inclusive. They were just like a very clicky. What, what do you mean they weren't? In- you know, like you, you said that. You know, people who send their kids to those schools, they were, you know, in business and they want to maintain it that way, the connection. Yeah, they're, 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 I'm just saying there's a type of middle class person. They're sneaky. They're underhanded. They're successful. They have. But but uh, they, they even and I'm not saying they're a criminal in any way, but they don't want to know about it. They, do, they don't want to 
uh, you know, they're not the type of people you'd look to for any kind of fucking moral guidance. Let me put it to you that way. But they would they would appear to be w- well presented and, uh, you know, pillars of the community. But they're definitely not. Yeah. But they're su- but they're successful and they own houses. What did the teacher say to your dad when he would then say for t- parent teacher? Well, my dad like, would never no. really go. It, yeah. it would always be my mother. Right. And, and they were always. Yeah, it was, it was it, my mother. I think she talked about hating. Yeah, going, she, 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 she said that uh, the teacher would say, do you know how difficult it is to conduct the class when your son is around? What, what do you <laughs> look at how happy Pat is? What do you what do you think, Pat, about what I said around that sort of lack of ethics or values or sort of moral backbone in the sort of, you know? Well, I just like found it interesting that people, you know, people who'd been to, say, industrial schools or say people who'd been to like run of the mill Christian brothers had gone had done something about this and talked about it years and years ago, two decades ago now, really. And it, it was aired and it's just strange and maybe understandable that people of an upper middle class background kept it. But you, do you think they're so, so desperate to keep up appearances? Possibly. I, I don't really know. I just thought it was. Well, like I mean, you, 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 this is another thing I fucking can't stand. Uh, we, we, we need to have a conversation about it. Have the fuck. That's what we're doing right now. And, and not that you said that, but that does my fucking head in when people are having a conversation and they and something difficult, some difficult subject comes up and then somebody says, well, we need to have a conversation about it. This is the conversation. We are having it. Yeah, but what I'm saying about the priests and all the abuse, not only our teachers, that no one is really shocked here. They are like, shocked. I mean, no, but Pat, like, can you say something? They sort of listen. I mean, we we became almost immune to it. It's another story, yeah, well, another <laughs> story, and another yeah. story. And still, still, the church uh, maybe doesn't have so many, uh, you know, um, churchgoers, but still has enormous amount of money. They okay, enjoy pa- good life, a good reputation among. A lot of people. Pat, can you say something? Well, years ago, I went to college in Maynooth and there was a seminary there, loads of clerical students. And I just said to my parents, well, it's <laughs> none of those clerical students, you know, they've got girlfriends. And this is like the good bit. You know, right. you know they've got girlfriends. And they were like, never say that in this house again. Just none of that dirty talk in here. You know, they went mad. Well, I, do, I like, you're, they didn't you're want right. to know. No, and but like, it's interesting, Pat, where you make that really good point. Because when I was growing up, the priests were really kind of like... You know, sort of a little bit rock starish. I mean, when 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 I say rock starish, I mean that if a priest w- w- deigned to stop and say hello to you, you know, people felt it energized. It, you know, it was deference. And yes, father, no father, three bags full of father. And so they we, they were held up in high high respect. Uh, that's in the eighties. So you can imagine in the fifties they were really you know, and every mother wanted their one of their sons to be a priest. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so people don't, young people don't, wouldn't remember that at all. Obviously, not, not at all. They have no idea what yeah. it was like. Mm. They could stop you on the street and say, "Where are you? What's your name?" Yeah. Like they were above the guards. They were above government. Yeah, they were like the Communist Party of. And that's why. <laughs> that's why it it really was uh, so sh- shocking. Yeah, like like the the absolute apex of society turned out to, as uh, some of them turned out to be. The, the the it's just it's beyond it. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the first time you ever heard the phrase paedophile or word paedophile? 
It probably would have been around the 80s, I'd say. Yeah. That, that it was first, that I would have heard about it. And I couldn't get my head around it when I first understood it. Like, adults wanting to have sex with children. It's just like, what the fuck mm. does that mean? Yeah. Why would you, why would, you know. I, know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Do we need to go down that route? That's <laughs> No, but I still uh, think that church does not suffer enough. No. And they, to me, they don't suffer any consequences. I mean, they, they love Well, Patsy McGarry parish. just said that all this, all these, uh, all, all the all this uh, reporting of sexual abuse and pedophilia and rape in the church, he says it was just it's just going to be like a drop in the bucket uh, because it's been around for thousands of years and you know it'll, it will it will survive and it'll move on. Mm. I mean, in in the South American countries and uh, African countries, it's still big, isn't it? Well, the Catholic Church is under a lot of pressure from evangelical churches in in South America and Africa. Who are so it's vying with evangelical yeah. Christianity, yeah. So they, they kind of can't be, we've got become very liberal in the West, in Western Europe and America. Uh, but like the rest of the world, Catholics and the rest of the world are deeply conservative. So they've got that bind. They, they, they can't really reform here because they have to appeal. Yeah. They're like Coca-Cola or they're like McDonald's. There has to be the same thing, meal everywhere you go in the world. So they'd love to be more liberal here, I'd say. I'd say they'd love to have women priests to be able to marry priests, but because it's not popular say, in South America, the Philippines or Africa, they can't do that. I don't know, we always get we always get sidetracked by all this stuff, don't we? I mean, Jesus Christ didn't die for this, you know. No. <laughs> he didn't no. die full stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he died and resurrected for this. Like, yeah. you know, um, They should all suffer as much as Jesus did. Yeah. Um, Daniel, do you have anything for Open the Cage? Uh, yes. Okay, so Pat, um, at this point in the uh, proceedings, we have a, a part of the show called Open the Cage, which is it's a very important trivia about Nicolas Cage. What have you got for us, Daniel? That's all you have to do! Yeah, so on the set of his new movie, Renfield, Nicolas Cage... Uh, he accidentally drank his own blood. <laughs> How, How did he, he do that? Because he's playing Dracula and he had fangs. He's, he's wearing these like real yeah. fangs and he bit his own lip and was drinking his own blood. Like. Oh, he's playing, he's, he's, he's reprising his, his uh, role of Kiss of a Vampire. No, no, he's actually playing Dracula. Oh, okay, okay. And um, he drank his own blood. Yeah, he's a lot of fun, that guy, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so he just, bit, yeah, he didn't drink his own, it wasn't. Well, well yeah, he bit he's his lip and he was drinking his own blood. Like. Yeah, yeah. Do you think and, he bothers There's a picture of scripts. him with blood on his chin and all that. I don't know. I, I don't know with Nicholas Cage, but he was fantastic in that film, Birdie. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. Seen? He was very good. I'd love to see some very film. good films. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Wild at Heart? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Brilliant. And li- Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. That's another really good movie. Raising Arizona was a good one, wasn't it? Um, oh, he wasn't in that one. Yes, he was. He was. He was. Holly, he was yeah. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Was he? That's him. Yeah. Um, Pat, you know the this uh, podcast is called, and that's why we're not together. Is there any big relationship that was very difficult for you when it broke up, or you know, and that's why you're not together? Or can you even talk about it? Is it too painful? You don't have you to. No, uh, no. My my marriage is my big relationship. So yeah, yeah, we're still together. You know, I'm a steady guy. I listen. I'm attentive. 
loving but yeah. we were interested if you yeah. have any hey, relationship hey, where hey, you're hey, not together and you can talk about it, why you don't need to mention the name but not really no i was very uh you're very, you're that very, before that you're you know? very stable yeah do, do you um is it hard for you to to connect with this like do you see life as absur- absurd is that why you think you're you're a comedian you, you can't really take part in normal life? i'm not normal like i'm not uh, neurotypical in any way well, is, I, that, is that a nice way for well saying i suppose yeah I, d- I don't i'm not like you know I, I don't know i'm just very odd yeah uh i'm but clumsy you're comf- but you're comfortable no i'm not comfortable if i was comfortable i wouldn't be doing comedy yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm odd. I'm at odds with the world. I didn't fit in as a teacher or uh, anything like that. Normal. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. No. I, I'm odd, and I think most a lot of comedians are definitely a bit odd. Yeah, but it's interesting that you talked about that moment where you're sitting with the teacher and he says to you, "Listen, here's a tip: wrap the thing in lettuce, and it won't leak." And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That was the the thing that you needed to hear to make the, to to realize, oh Jesus. Uh, you know, yeah. this 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 is Guantanamo Bay here. Yeah. This this would be torture. Yeah. And there was a few moments. I think I I I had like that. I think I tried telephone sales or something. Or oh no no it was it was that moment where I was uh, queuing up to to get the dole in Dunleary mm-hmm. because I, I couldn't get a a job and and I and I just left the queue because it was so and I thought to myself I I, I I'll, I'd rather starve to, not that I was ever going to starve to death. Uh, than, than, Daddy than, wouldn't let you. Then be be in the dole queue. But anyway, I, I went traveling and I went. You know, I wanted to sort of live the life of a hobo. But for romantic. me, I'm quite shy. I am quite shy often about you know. I wouldn't be like extrovert like you. I wouldn't go into centre and chat to everyone. I'd right. be quite shy. I wouldn't make conversation necessarily. But when I got on stage with a microphone, I felt completely relaxed. It was like oh, right. this is grand. Mm. You know, I feel completely relaxed talking to a thousand people. But if I had to go up and approach two people to make a conversation, I couldn't do it. Is, is, do you think it is, that we look at uh, the paths that we were meant to take and we just we just couldn't we couldn't w- walk that down that road, whatever it is, you know, career wise. If I look at my brother, Barry, you know, he passed his exams, went to college, became a this, became a lawyer, you know, mm. followed those steps, um, you know, like with you. Is it because that that life has been led so many times? Like, is, is it is it not worth pursuing? You wanted to do something a bit more risky or interesting? Or yeah. And I did a master's in history. And at the end of second year, you had to give a talk to the department, all the other students and the f- historians. And I just... Talk about what? Talk about my thesis. Oh, talk about okay. the thesis and that. And I just made them laugh. It was like a comedy show. Right. And that was no, more natural. I wasn't ser- They didn't take me seriously at all from the get go. They didn't think, oh, he he could be a historian. He he's smart. But I, 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 I laughed the whole. But way. I think comedy is serious. That you have to be uh, intelligent, because but also, I mean, where would we have fitted in if we had been born twenty, thirty years earlier? There would have been no outlet. There were one or two comedians in Ireland. Like I don't know what I'd have done. You would probably. Serenade poems or something? Yeah, but I wouldn't have made money. No, you'd be just poor. I'd be poor. poor. We'd be tramps. Yeah. Was everybody in Ireland at that time? Yeah. Alcoholic. Yeah, alcoholic and poor. Major alcoholic. Yeah. Um, Jack, do you have Conspiracy Corner? Yes, I do. 
So, because uh, Jack and Hannah love conspiracies. I know. <laughs> well, this one is a bit tame. Are we right most of the time? This one is tame, and it's related to what we were talking about earlier. It's uh, called the light bulb conspiracy. And basically, there was a convention in like 1924 where a lot of product developers came together, and one guy kind of headed it, and he was a he, he owned a light bulb manufacturer, and he found out that if he made so his light bulbs can last X amount, but mm. if he made the light bulb last less Y amount, he could get people to buy it more and more, and so he'd make more money. Yeah, makes sense. And so this was called one sec. I'll get what the convention was called. Um, it was uh, a group of international businessmen in Geneva called a meeting and they basically said from now on when we create products it's going to be uh, following the planned obsolescence so that we have the ability to create products that last way longer but we're going to yeah. make no, it last I think yeah, that yeah. Apply, I think I think that applies to a lot of stuff it, appl- not- it applies to it's not a conspiracy, though. It's not a conspiracy. It? No, no, it's not a conspiracy, yeah, but, but it's, not, it's, it's one of those... It's a conspiracy. We turned, oh, it cons- right, turned, turned out, out right. Because people don't realise that light bulbs could be made to last forever. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, you know, your battery on your iPhone, like, they they proved it where, you know, they showed that it could be created so it's longer, but they have certain algorithm, algorithms in the battery that after a year or after two years, it's going to start but to But that decrease. is, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, like, uh, and it does, it does make sense. I, I'd be at that crack if I was in their position. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and I think when people find out about like your stuff material like, obs- is obsolete a lot. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But, 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 um, in a ca- de- de- in definitely a- ikea is all about built-in obsolescence yeah. everything you buy in ikea after five years it starts peeling and yeah you know, but even uh, like when the phone updates you press your update and then then the battery starts going i think and it's it like something up your phone yeah yeah oh that's interesting but it creates more jobs you know yeah <laughs> well, I, I don't think they're interested in creating more jobs it's automation so yeah. it doesn't yeah. it I, but, more but it's, money it's, for it's, the it's the capitalist system you know yeah but oh. it, even I bought a fridge years ago and it lasted years and years and then we went for the next one you might say this will last you five years at best right yeah. you know they really are you're buying tat now well I'll tell you something there's nothing uh, obsoles- built in obsolescence about this podcast this is planned this is this is this is planned to last so you can trust us you can put your trust <laughs> in this podcast and that's why we're not together we're some fly-by-night fucking operation and I, and I hope by the way pat mcdonald is is a regular guest on the show because uh, i love pat i've no more anecdotes left i'll have to write ha- some. he has loads of anecdotes that one he's with got, the tomato and that's my big anecdote no he's got loads and loads of yes. anecdotes he's very very funny but yeah no it is interesting like talking to you and think like looking back on our lives and the choices that we made early on that we couldn't choose that path that was kind of where we were supposed to go i, I imagine were your mom and dad a bit dis- disappointed that yeah you, definitely that you didn't yeah yeah, they want. They thought I would be a teacher. Yeah, and my brother's a teacher. So they're all the same. But we couldn't do it. We, well, no, we, I couldn't. We, I wasn't. It wasn't like it, it, we couldn't. But you could. You see, no. you you were more likely to be, uh, you know, a straight shooter than I was because you were able to pass your exams. I was like a Skoda going out in a Formula One race at the. <laughs> what was the Formula One race? You know, like I mean, all these Formula One cars. And I was not. I was not a Formula One. No, I would one say you were a Formula teacher. One car in a Skoda race. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, I found that I like public speaking and that. You know, yeah. I didn't realize at the time, and that was grand. But uh, yeah, 
but I'm not that. I'm not. Uh, you know, I think I think though personally, um, I I think I'm definitely disordered. My brain, I I, I as I look back on certain things. Like I'm definitely on some kind of spectrum because there's certain things totally freaked me out and normal people. And I thought that was normal. Yes, but for me. Don't worry about that. You'd have a million diagnoses now if you were a kid again. If you were a kid yeah. back, they'd have you on Ritalin or whatever, you know. Oh, God, that Ritalin. No, it'd be awful. I can imagine it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, comedy. Where where are we going to go with this comedy thing? Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. We were talking, you, you haven't been around this area for a few years. And time, re- like we're getting old now. Like we're getting, you know, I'm I'm 57. Isn't like it a time to write a new show? Well, about I'm, just, new I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. And ta- how old people like you I'm can just, find your way around and navigating through the social media and how to find your niche? That would be funny. Okay, but Pat, can I just ask you what what do you think about getting older? Um, well. It doesn't feel very long since 30 years ago coming out of college to now yeah. 30 years and then 30 years then it would be 80s, mid 80s. That's not long. That wasn't long. And the next but, 30 but, but, but be a, a lot of it in pain. But, but hang on a second. That's right. But 30 years from now it's not going to be like the functional so so it's really not 30 years. It's more like 15. Yeah, no, well, no, well, like I'm like, uh, what, 60, like, like I'm, I, I'm, I've got like about five years. Yeah. I, well, how are you? Tired? Well, I mean, of, 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 you know, like, you know, look, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61. Come on, 61. You have to work. Who, want, who wants to? I don't want to even meet a 61. <laughs> yeah, but like, you 60, have to work. Here's Paddy. Here's, here's Paddy. He's 60, you know, 61. Like, who wants? Yeah. 61. But 60. It's A, it's 60. Go away. And then you're going to be 70? Well, 70. We'll still be gigging. We'll still be doing, we'll yeah. still be doing this. And the international. Oh, my God. And then you know. we just... And like, I'll be doing some of the material I'm doing. Now. And then you can do <laughs> one-to-one gig because there wouldn't be many people coming. What do you... Th- what, what, yeah, I, I mean, who is, who is our market now? Um, I, I, know, I mean, the market's just a broad market. I think yeah. you get long, young people like, you know, yeah. a lot of young men love the Savage Eye. Yeah. You know, it's all the Nardi. I get that a lot, you know, yeah. as I was saying earlier. So there's a, there is a younger market for I what love, we did. I love our, young our lads our legacy. as well. I love young. But you know why? Sons are because young. they don't have balls or guts and they yeah. see that somebody say? else can... Yeah. Well, I would say that it, it does put a blanket of shh on the whole comedy thing. There's a slight worry about it. So people, comedians are slightly second guessing about what people should or what not want to hear. And that kind of kills comedy. I mean, let me let me get a really good point across, if I may. Um, we say things that do not represent or align to our values. We say the exact opposite on stage to what you would normally say. And it's a shorthand uh, to take the pi- like. It's a shorthand to take the piss, like like, and it's so necessary as well because because it, it, it just it's just just freeing, unblocking your your mind. And if people take what we are saying on stage seriously, then they're fucking idiots. And most people know, like, like you, some we will say the opposite. That's what's funny to 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 make fun of older values or. Or how people are. I mean, for God's sake, I, I made a, I made this point 
last night. To, no, no, I made this point last night to somebody better and more articulate. And for mm. some reason, I'm tripping over myself. I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, Apache you're a cunt, you know, you're a cunt, whatever. I don't think that, right? But it's funny to uh, make fun of somebody who thinks, that, you know what I'm trying to say? So you say the opposite. I mean, the fact that you even have to explain it, Pat, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But we're in a situation now where, um, in certain regards, people take things literally and uh, but or, or seriously. But the thing is, you don't take them seriously. Taking, yeah. So know. are you saying that when you start deconstructing a joke, you're killing the joke? No, I, I've, I, I'm, I, I'm clumsily trying to explain something and I haven't done a good job of it. And I'm, ho I'm hoping Pat will just jump in, but he, well, he just the, sits it, there and fucking yeah, stares no, at up. me and lets me dig a fucking yeah, no, hole no, for no, myself. No. I mean, so. sometimes now in d uh, doing gigs in Dublin, I, when I started, you basically could say anything in gigs in Dublin. You could just talk about whatever you want and yeah. you're a very broad-minded, yeah. open audience. You go out the country a bit, you know, Kildare and all that's still open. But when you get down the Midlands and, you know, Mullingar and Tipperary and all that, there was a wall and they didn't want you to talk about the church and they didn't want you to talk about this. And that's happened, right, okay. But that liberalism has spread out to there. So you can go to Tipperary and Mullingar and say whatever you want. And yeah. they lap it up. Right. You know, you gig all around Kerry and all that, open-minded. In Dublin, there's a slight mm. fear of being seen to laugh at certain topics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes in... Certain gigs in town, you know, you might say something daft about the French. I don't like the French. And it's, oh, like this. Yeah, but to me, and that's that's shorthand for, um, you know, uh, that that's sh shorthand for, you know, making fun of somebody who would say something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, if you you haven't met everybody from France, you can't make that decision. But it's just a... It's just a bit of a laugh. But it's a bit of a laugh. And if there were French people there, they'd laugh, they'd laugh because they know off. we think they're a bit arrogant yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And they yeah. laugh along with mm. it. And it's a bit of a joke. But now you get people who are nervous to be seen to be laughing at that and to be seen to be. Well, I do. I do kind of like, though, the progression in some regards. Like, I mean, I never liked when MCs came on stage specifically because I didn't like a lot of the fucking MCs. Oh, where are you from? What do you do for a living? Like, where are you from? Like, do we need to know where someone is from? It's very hard not to ask where someone is from because you don't know anything about the values of someone or who they are, what they stand for because of where they're from. So what do you actually need to know where somebody is f from? Um, you know, because it is, and, and a lot of the progressive uh, postmodern comedians would look at us, not you, or, you know, would look at people talking about nationalities is very hack yeah you know um but uh what do you think about that well i think if it's funny it's funny if you can make it funny then yeah then that's fine i think yeah so yeah a lot of postmodern like you know they're hack in their own way there's oh, a lot yeah. of codes yeah. and whatever they have signaling they have that's that's hack yeah you know and and also um the postmodern, you know, th that that has infected uh, comedy to a greater, uh, to to a degree. It's not as much as we think, though. Sometimes I think it's overstated. Sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Most audiences are not broad-minded, and you know, tolerate a lot of different styles. It's uh, gone to the one hour forty mark. Ah, one hour what? Forty. Ah, Jesus. There'll be a lot of fucking editing in this fucking yeah. show. I'll tell you that much. Jack, why are you on the fucking phone now in the middle of a fucking podcast? Who are you texting? Researching. Are you texting some young He's, one? No, no. Well, you know, I've, I'm have i looking at stuff for my business. And uh, 
while doing this, you know, I'm just multi- I'm just multitasking. Um, you know? I think you can't be good at everything. Can I say uh, thank you so much to Pat McDonald for joining us on And That's Why We're Not Together. Uh, hopefully the first of many appearances. Pat is a one of the best comedians to come out of this country, to come out of any fucking country. Mm. And uh, he is brilliant. If you get a chance, treat yourself. Go and see him because... Uh, you know he's got he's got he's getting older. We're all getting older, so we've only got a few more years left. Take your baby by the hand and make her do a handstand. And take your baby by. The- 